Welcome to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers with your host, Peggy Smedley. Welcome back to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. I'm your host, Peggy Smedley. My first guest is an expert in BIM, a book author, and a writer for industry publications. Most recently, he joined Stanford Health care to support its leadership in building innovations in the design, construction, and faculty management processes through BIM. Please welcome Cliff Moser, Building Information Modeling, Design, and Construction Services at Stanford Healthcare. Cliff, welcome to the show. Thank you, Peggy. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. It's, uh, let, let you know it's kind of a foggy day out here in uh, Palo Alto, um, but, uh, but uh, our, our Construction project is going well. Um, do you want me to give a little background on what our project is? To sure, absolutely. All right. Well, it's a uh, brand new uh, hospital for Stanford Healthcare. It's uh, scheduled to be open in uh, the end of 2017, seeing its first patients in 2018. It's a uh, billion-dollar project, um, and uh, anyone who's built in California knows the issues with uh, seismic and and those kind of requirements. So typically a, uh, a, a project that would take a couple of years anywhere else in the country ends up taking about three to four times longer in California. Um, on, our, on our project, we're using um, all the latest technology with, with BIM and um, the virtual design and construction technologies. We also have a co-located team. For those of you who aren't familiar with that, it's a, uh, it's a trailer. I think we have probably the largest uh, trailer structure in uh, California, uh, but we have about 300 people in the trailer, and it's about uh, 300 feet away from the, the hospital project. Uh, and in that trailer, we've got architects, uh, we've got the engineers, we also have all of the trade contractors, the electrical contractors, uh, drywall, um, plumbing, you know, mechanical, and then we also have the reviewing authorities. Uh, and uh, that uh, we, we all show up on site every day, all 300 of us, and we support the uh, 700 to 1,000 people who are out in the field building the project. So let's talk about that, Cliff. It's interesting. I mean, you, you get it. You've been doing this a long time, and you understand the value of collaboration and the ability to do things from the office to the job site. So let's talk about specifically how you see technology really impacting the job site and the effectiveness of the job site. How important is that? Well, it's funny. We, uh, when, I, when I got started in this industry, I always tell people it was before fax machines, and, and now I've got to the point where people say, what's a fax machine? Wait, so I was just going to say that, long... Cliff. How many, <laughs> how, many of those, how many of those workers you have there even can say, turn, turn to you and go, Cliff, what's a fax machine, you know? I know, I know. And uh, my kids found an electric eraser in the garage from when I was an architect. And uh, I, they, I turned it on and was showing them, and they're like, that's an electric eraser? And I said, yeah. And the next thing out of their mouths was, man, you must have made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> a lot of mistakes, and when they ask you next what's a Rolodex, then you know you're in trouble, Cliff. That's when you've gone down the path right. of no return. That's right. So I think what that highlights is how, how quickly... Uh, technology is, has has uh, taken over our lives, and uh, where in the past I would try to get digital, you know, photos of 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 a, of a project in process, you 
you know, now it's the workers basically just pulling out their phone and snapping a picture. Um, so, you know, that in itself is, has overtaken where I think we have always tried to guide uh, technology. Now we've, you know, everyone, you know, blue lines don't really exist anymore. They're called blueprints, but basically they're printed out of a copy machine or they're made in a PDF. And um, the, the way we've seen technology move is, is basically it, it takes the, the, what I would call kind of the friction out of, out of the processes. And the, the challenge we see now is we still see all of these siloed processes. Uh, you know, the architect will still work on a model on their own computer and upload it for sharing. You know, the, uh, the um, construction team will do the same thing with their, with their models. You know, we're slowly but surely getting into a cloud environment where we can start working off of a single model because the challenge we have now is, is a version of, of um, is a, is a classic example of version control, which is uh, that's not the latest model or I, I still have the one I'm working on on my desktop. And then we have what I still refer to as the digital divide, which is that 300 feet between the trailer and the job site um, where there is all of this incredible technology in the uh, in the trailer but when you go out into the job site you still have people with uh, with tape measures and knee pads as they're laying things out on the floor which uh, you know which goes back way before fax machines and that in itself uh, you know troubles me because we have a job site that's that's pretty much empty for about 12 hours out of the day and there's all kinds of opportunities for you know uh, Devices. I mean, I don't want to say robots, but but things like that that could actually start doing layout, that could measure things. And we're still, I think, relying on a lot of hand technology because while well, we've we've moved on with a lot of um, of the modeling and handheld devices, we still haven't taken it to the physical building itself. When you when you talk about this digital divide, it, it's kind of funny. Is the digital divide simply based on technology? that we have, or is it also the digital divide that you would say because of the expertise that we have or experience that we have, I should say, even more between what we have between a generational divide? Yeah, I think that's a really good uh, a good comment. I think it's the expertise is where it really lies because I think that a lot of us, you know, myself included, work in an environment where things have been kind of framed in terms of how to use things. You know, we all started out with, with uh, Outlook or we all started out with Word. We started out with AutoCAD. We, we had things kind of def defined for us. And what we've seen with the advent of, of a lot of the handheld technology is that's kind of blossomed up on its own. So we have, you know, people kind of doing things because it's, it's, it's easier, it makes more sense, it's, 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 it's easier to... Um, to assimilate, you know, in the past we would you would have a program that would take maybe a couple of weeks to learn, and then you'd have to, you know, you'd become an expert at it, and then you'd become the expert in the office. And I think what we're seeing now with with the advent of uh, of everyone engaging and everything is that there's a there's a much easier uh, expertise base for software, but what we're lacking is we're lacking that that knowledge base, if you will, that experience. So we have expertise and experience. And I think that's why we still have the guys out in the field with their tapes and their knee pads, you know, marking things, chucking things on the, on, the, on the floor, because we haven't quite made that leap from, from the actual um, modeling effort and the handhelds to the point where people can now just go out in the field and, and lay things out from, directly from the model. 
So we still have that 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 translation, if you will, of of the BIM to uh, to a PDF to a paper copy that people mark on, and then they and then they do the layout in the field, and then it comes back into the digital model after that. So what I'm what I really see is I see that the the opportunities within the next few years of having that become seamless, so that when you walk to the field, you know the model is in the cloud and it follows you over to the uh, to the field. And then you can start doing all the layout, and, and the building knows where you are because that's the other challenge as it is now. Once I get into that building, it becomes dark in terms of the digital information, you know, from the cloud, and it's only what I'm bringing into the building that uh, that uh, is what I'm able to measure off of. And how do you see it going from there? You know, from the owner perspective, how do you think machine learning is going to impact the construction industry? So we go from just that, then we're going to leapfrog into that whole machine learning kind of stage of, of the exactly. construction operation. Exactly, exactly. And it's, uh, it's a cloud-based environment where that, where that we'll really start seeing the exponential growth in that because the BIM files are so rich with information, you know, uh, uh, from from square footage of, of the rooms to the requirements of the pieces of equipment to the asset management, and and you can start seeing you know these um, processes start anticipating you know equipment failure or uh, understanding how space is going to change, and uh, for the operation side that that's going to be a phenomenal op- uh, opportunity because right now you have a lot of resistance from from uh, owners. Uh, having, you know, their their staff learn Revit. You know, it's like, well, I don't really want these guys to be modelers, and and you don't. But what you want them to be able to do is to be able to engage in the model, and I think that's where machine learning will come in because you want somebody to pull up a model through a operations database and then be able to to deal directly with the uh, air handling unit or the chiller or the generator or in my hospital the sterilizers. Or, you know, we actually have robots that take equipment, you know, through the bowels of the hospital to be able to engage with them in terms of um, bringing the right materials over to the, to the building. That's where I see the, uh, the, uh, a, a lot of opportunity. And, and I think one of the other opportunities I see, I see for equipment manufacturers is, um, you know, at the other peak we had about 1,000 um, employees in the field, and those employees... This, this, the field staff, you know, the the journeymen, the laborers, and those um, uh, those that that field staff were joined by 700 scissor lifts. So if you can imagine, uh, uh, you know, deploying 700 scissor lifts in this hospital because our floor to floor heights were so high that you couldn't use ladders. So basically, you just had a series of scissor lifts running through the building. And where I see the opportunities coming is to augment a scissor lift into some sort of a, you know, I tend to call it kind of the exoskeleton, you know, having a worker that has augmented abilities and being able to install uh, material and things like that because safety is always the, the supreme concern and, um, you know, managing an, a, a fleet of scissor lifts versus managing a fleet of, of employees that can, you know, maybe be on augmented stilts or something like that, hey, which Cliff, would end up at the end of the day. Yeah, We're out of time, but I want to thank you for being with us. <laughs> hey, listeners, we're out of time. Stick around. We've got more to come right here on ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. If it's new, it's here. We'll be right back right after this commercial break.
Come join over 130,000 construction industry professionals in March 2017. ConExpo ConAg 2017 is North America's largest construction show. Explore over 2.5 million square feet and imagine what's next with over 2,500 exhibitors. Get the details at conexpoconag.com slash future and join us as we take this to the next level. Hi, this is Rob Barnett, CEO and founder of VinVillage.com and the Wine and Dine Show on VinVillage Radio. Do you have a wine, event, product, or service to promote? Then contact VinVillage.com to reach thousands of wine lovers across the country. VinVillage connects like-minded wine enthusiasts with unique and exclusive wines, events, products, and services. To learn more, contact us on VinVillage.com. VinVillage is where wine lovers connect. Identity theft costs over $20 billion a year. When was the last time you changed all of your passwords? Don't be a victim. The nonprofit Securing Our E-City Foundation is here to support you. They serve individuals, families, seniors, businesses, and nonprofits throughout San Diego, helping to make a safer cyber experience for all. For more information, visit securingourecity.org or call 619-630-2444. Has your business been appified? Are you tired of doing marketing that doesn't deliver results? Mobile apps build loyalty and quality retention. Your app from UPG Mobile puts your business on their mind and at their fingertips. UPG Mobile will give you a custom app highlighting how you are unique, targeting your message, and improving your open rates. Appify your business and amplify your presence with your customers at upgmobilemarketinggroup.com. You were born to do one amazing thing, but most people spend a lifetime trying to identify what it is. If you're at a job you don't like or are unemployed, if you're in a state of transition or just can't shake that nagging feeling that you were meant and made to do something extraordinary, the Reinvention Workshop is exactly what you need. Led by award-winning self-help author Steve Ulcher, the Reinvention Workshop will forever change your life. The Reinvention Workshop takes you step-by-step through Steve's proven formula that has helped so many get on the right path and be clear about what they were born to do. Take the first step for realizing the life you deserve and desire by visiting TheReinventionWorkshop.com today. No more delays, no more denial. Reconnect with your true self. Learn to live with purpose and conviction and become who you were born to be. The world is waiting for you. What are you waiting for? Log on to TheReinventionWorkshop.com. That's TheReinventionWorkshop.com. 